Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That would be our cue. Hello? Hello? How are you? Robert? I'm here. Are oh, okay, there you go. I think I am. Can you hear me now? I see you, but I can't hear you. Well, normally you think that's a good thing. <laughs> Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. He's going to say something controversial. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am. I'm good. I was telling you when I came in this morning, it's the little things. I'm I'm be, I'm trying to be more positive. School year's starting off, and I'm trying to be more positive. Yeah. And, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm positive that ain't going to happen, were, but... Were you in the vehicle with me this morning? Yeah, I was. Okay. I'm trying to be more positive, and I'm pretty positive that's not going to happen, but I'm, I'm embracing the little things. I'm getting to wear shorts today, and I didn't have to shave. And going back to school, when you start having to wear all the dress clothes and shave every day... I'm I'm enjoying my weekend because I, I was taking I'll, I guess I need to admit I was taking my weekends for granted because I could wear shorts anytime I wanted to but now I can only wear them on the weekends so I'm enjoying the having shorts and not shaving so it's gonna be a good day. Well, I'm glad you explained that because you said that earlier and I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? I've never there's no dress code except when we've got an event. True. Okay. That's what was but I mean, I got to wear shorts all summer, and now oh, I'm having to yeah, gotcha. get it back in the habit of wearing gotcha. long sleeve dress shirts, ties, and pants that aren't shorts. Well, I have been out to another part of the state. So, is anything happening around here that that we need to talk about? Uh, we've got a couple of local stories today, okay. but well, I just came back from the commission meeting mm-hmm. in Greenville, Tennessee. Um, yeah. Did you have fun? I did. I did. And I have to admit, I was given um, some information by my daughter, who had spent a few weeks in Greenville here recently, and she said, you know, there's not a lot to do there. I said, okay. And there's not. But it was a, it was a pretty neat little town. Not very big, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. Had a great hotel. We were staying in one of the 200 historical hotels in America. Really? Yeah. The um, General Morgan Inn in Greenville. It was nice. It just the whole thing was just a cool, cool week. That's, that sounds fun. Y'all, y'all got stuff done too, and got stuff done, and got to have some fun. Uh, one of the things that we, we try to, you know, we travel, we're actually traveling a lot more this year than we have in the past. Typically we go out to each division about once a quarter. This year we actually are going out like eight times. So we're all over the state. Are you counting the public speaking tours in that? Nope. No, no, no. And I'm see, talking about actual commission meetings. Right, and then plus the speaking tours, 
the the commission is becoming, in my opinion, much more visible. Right. And it's not really commission as much as a CWR, right? True. You know, but by, you know, typically we meet in Nashville, but when we go out on the road, it gives, even though a lot of people will argue that getting to us during the commission meeting times, which is 1 o'clock on Thursdays and 9 o'clock on Fridays, typically, that they still have to take time off from work and all that. Yeah, that may be true. But you don't have to drive all the way to Nashville to do this now. Correct. Often. So this year it's been a lot more on the road. Uh, and what we do while we go on the road is we try to take advantage of things and see things that are, you know, uh, that we, TWRA, is involved in in those areas. Um, and one of the things that we did on Thursday morning was we went to the Greenville, I think actually maybe Green County um, shooting complex. TWRA granted them a couple million dollars to build this complex. Uh, the county has embraced it. Uh, they put money in it. and I mean, it, this thing was like a golf course. It was manicured. It was nice. And it had four ski ranges, skeet and trap, uh, rifle ranges, pistol ranges, a 15 bay, I think it was 15, it might have been 20 bay pistol range. And it's just very nice. Complex there where they can do the classes, hunter education classes and stuff. And this is just a great example where we put money to work in the in the in the area. I think it's also a great example of uh, cooperation between state and county working together for the benefit of the people. And yeah. everybody wishes we had something like that here in Chattanooga. And we've been working on that. Um, we have been working on that. We don't get necessarily. We may not get the cooperation currently. Well. I know it's rough, but it's good to see it working in other places. So well, it is, and and the thing, the thing, the first thing that kind of that was said to me uh, when I'm I'm chit chatting with the mayor, uh, who was not the mayor when this thing was started, but he was the mayor when it was finished. And the first thing he talked to me about was the economic impact to his community. See, I never even would have thought about that. But, yeah, I can see where that could be a, a, a real boost to the area. Well, from a political standpoint, economic impact's huge. Yes. All right. So what's happening? And and they had traveled to Carroll County, Tennessee, where my family is from, who's got a tremendous shooting complex down there. Again, the county said, hey, we want to put this shooting complex in. Here is some land. TWRA, can you help us? We're giving you the land, or we're putting the land up. You're helping us put the ranges in. And we come in, and we work with them, and we build this. And now they've got this tremendous shooting complex that is a regional draw to people to come in and shoot. And like you said, with the regional draw comes the money coming into the local area, local economy. I mean, look, look, at, look at our area. Name a public shooting facility. Prentice Cooper. Yep. And 
Prentice Cooper. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you have private places where you can go shoot. Chattanooga Rifle Club. Mm-hmm. Highland. Mm-hmm. Help me on another one. Is there another one? Mm-hmm. Okay, Chattanooga Rifle Club, Highland Sportsman's Club. And then you have your private businesses, such as um, uh, Shooter Supply, uh, Carter's, Zerk Ops. All right. Right. Which is why Dead Zero tried to put in a complex here in Hamilton County. Right. I remember us the looking at the fourth largest county in this in the state, but that's a whole other issue. Right. We have in in Prentice Cooper is not in Hamilton County. No, you are correct. It's actually in Marion, I guess. So we have we have no. We got nothing. So that's why Dead Zero ended up. They tried and couldn't get it past our uh, county leadership. So they went to Van Buren County. Van Buren County. So now we have a world-class shooting facility in Van Buren County that could have been here. And the first thing, I, I say this again, maybe this will get back to our elected officials, the first thing the county mayor said to me in my conversation with him for five minutes, standing on his skeet range, was the economic impact to our community has been immeasurable. Hmm. That makes me think, you know, you're the gun guy. I'm Well, actually, you're more of a fishing guy now, too. I can say <sighs> that. You're, you're much more of a fisher. The economic impact that's lost with all of the tournament's going to Dayton, Tennessee, who has embraced the influx of thousands upon thousands of dollars in Dayton for all these tournaments that could have been going out of Chattanooga. Absolutely. And Dayton has built tons of hotels and more restaurants. Restaurants, absolutely. I mean, they have, and you know the sporting goods section of most places up there are now stocking a lot more stuff there because of the economic impact. I don't. Maybe our leaders in Hamilton County need to think about this before no, they. I, I, that and and that was a convincing investors bureau saying we don't want that here. That's what they said. We do not want the fishing tournaments here in Hamilton County. It's not worth our time. I think they should have reconsidered that statement. Well, again, it's it's a situation. In my opinion, where you have. And I say this, and people get all offended. You have ignorant people, and what is ignorance? It's a the lack, lack of, of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. It's not. I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm saying they're ignorant. But you have people that are ignorant of the ramifications of all of this, and what that will bring, and that multiplier effect, making decisions about things because they don't want to upset the apple cart. Okay, so the economic impact of the apple cart. I mean, what is, what is, and I have nothing against Dayton. Uh, Dennis Tumlin and, and what, and, and what the, uh, the elected officials of Dayton have done in developing Bass Town, USA, which is what they've done. The, you, literally, yes. Um, that's actually their website, Bass Town, USA. Is it? Yeah. Uh, but what they have done in developing this, has created there's I mean and this I drive through Dayton twice a week 
you've got um, two brand new hotels. You've got, I don't even know how many restaurants. You've now got businesses that have relocated because what's one of the things businesses say? Quality of life for our employees. Exactly. So you've got all of this stuff, and what's happening? Ray County's on fire. I only wish I'd bought some property there 10 years ago. Uh, That would have been a smart move, but, you know, should have, could have, would have. Who would have never thought about them becoming a destination? I mean, again, no offense to anybody in Ray County. No, I mean. I think what they're doing is amazing. They embraced it. But all all those hotels were already here. All those restaurants are already here. The water is already here. Nah, we don't want it. Hamilton County could have could have could have been Bass Town, USA, if they'd want to. Didn't want to. I'm sure you've been over to uh, Arkansas. You've been to the Cotter area, the Mountain Home area. That a lot of that economy is based on people going trout fishing and sure. Cotter, USA. Cotter. Uh, is called Trout Capital USA, and justifiably so. They've got the White River running right through there. They've got tons of new hotels since I've been there last. They've got four or five full-service fly shops. And the economic impact from the tourism on the White River and paddling the Buffalo River is amazing. And they literally became Trout Town USA, whereas Bass Town could have been in downtown Chattanooga, but... I guess not. Guess not. So much for that. All right. What say you, folks? Where's Where's everybody at? I don't know, but speaking of Ray County, I have a very happy story to report when we get back. Okay. Sounds good. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. I'm on a first name basis at the time. Got put in jail? Got one I phone got call? Give us a call. 267-1023. 267-1023. There's a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your Western State hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the era's premier shooting destination. 423-800-7758 or deadzeroshooting.com. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Leaves are turning. There's a chill. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. We'll put a, I, I didn't realize that had become a more modern firearm option. 
that caught me off a guard. That's what I get for being out of town. Yep. Things change. You go out of town, everybody gets delusions of grandeur, the whole world goes crazy. Is that what it is? Apparently. Um, yeah, I need to. Because I actually have, I got, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, one of my fellow commissioners, about compass auctions and having sold some guns on there. And, and I came back to town with a gun he wants me to sell. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to run it over there on Monday morning and, and give it to him and put it in the auction, I believe. Good. People are learning that they take consignments, too. And oh. it's super easy. Oh, absolutely it is. Anyway, you had news out of Ray County. I have also additional news. We were talking about uh, Ray County and their wonderful economic impact of bass fishing up there. But I'll tell you something else that has impacted Ray County as well. Crane season. Guess who got drawn for cranes this year? Everybody. Everybody, including me. Tony Sanders. That's correct. You heard it first here. Tony did get drawn this year. So that is a very good thing. We are looking forward to doing that. I found it ironically funny that I had made a post on Facebook. I was talking it up all week and talking to friends, and I said, you know, as soon as I know, I'll post something and let you all know that I got drawn for cranes. I said, I'm looking forward to crane hunting this fall. I got drawn for Sandhill Cranes this season. The very first comment on my post, the very first, wasn't congratulations, wasn't great, wonderful, wasn't the very first comment was from Aunt Gidget, who said, "What about Tony? You know, doesn't care about doesn't care about her nephew. Cares about you. See if you got drawn for cranes. Apparently, I don't mean anything anymore. So I, I like Aunt Gidget. I know you do. She, Aunt Gidget likes you too. Apparently, uh, better I, than you. Uh, yeah, apparently, Aunt Gidget. I said yes. Uh, he got drawn too. Tony is very happy. Uh, somebody else made a few comments, and uh, then uh, Rob Jeeves." asked uh, a question to Aunt Gidget. Well, a statement was made about them being very good to eat, and Rob Jeeves uh, replied to my aunt's question. He was going to ask that same question, too. So in answer to all the questions on Facebook, yes, Tony got drawn. Yes, Tony is happy. Yes, they taste wonderful. And yes, we will be hunting them. So that is the breaking news out of Ray County this week. I just found it funny that my, you know, first, you know, Hey, I did this. Congratulations. Good job or way to go or something. Nope. Don't care about me. Right under the bus. Did Tony get drawn? Apparently I'm your second fiddle all the time, so No, 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 no. <laughs> but that was that was I was very happy to have been uh, been in a situation to get my tags. Yes. I was also very happy and I was also very happy to be honest not to have to sit through a reverse draw and panic for an hour and forty five minutes. So, yeah, it um, it can get uh, it can get yeah it can, it can get the pucker factor becomes high when they start calling out names. They pull out names and say these people are not going hunting. First name, Robert Smith. Oh, okay, goodness, all right. Yeah, I forgot about that there were several. Yeah, there were several. Yeah, there were several Roberts and I, and. On official documents, yes, I will put my full name. And they pulled out several Roberts, and every time they said Robert, I, I knew it was going to be me. But it wasn't last year. But, and it took me a minute. I'll be 100% honest. When they called Anthony Sanders, I'm like, who is that? Oh, 
because, you know, you have to put your full name on, you know, it comes right off your license. I was like, who's Anthony? Uh-oh. Yeah. That's, that, it, was, it was even more funny to watch their realize, realization of who it was. Oh, when that guy drew it last year, I wish I'd, I could have made $100,000 on America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> he draws out the, com, the commissioner of the area and the commissioner who's in charge of finance, and he just he's the guy who has to tell him, you're not going hunting this year. And you could just see all of that emotion on his face. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was. All right. So we are crane hunting. Yes, actually, we are. Actually, I'm looking, really looking I, forward I, to it. And, and the funny sad or the funny the funny sad part of this is it's only like three birds, which is typically one day. Right. So our our entire happiness for our hunting year revolves around one day on the second Saturday in August, on whether we get a crane tag or not. Yeah, that's, I can see that. I mean, I, I see your point, but, yeah, my happiness pretty much revolves around that. I, I really, you know, I wasn't much of a hunter to begin with. I was much more of an angler, and I've become sort of a hunter, but I have found my niches, and I'm really enjoying the waterfowl. And, I, you know, I said last year, and I'll say it again this year, Deer fills up the freezer. Yes, I will deer hunt. But if given the if given the choice between the two, if I was given the choice of either waterfowl hunting or uh, deer hunting, I'm going to choose waterfowl hunting every time. I think I have found my niche. I I love the turkey hunting. I'm I'm becoming more of a bird. Are they, I don't want to say bird hunter. They're birds, but when I think bird hunter, when I say bird hunter, I mean quail, uh, pheasant. You know, upland bird is. That's what I think. So I have to rephrase when I say bird, big game like turkey and crane and ducks. So what about dove coming up? I have I have no desire. I've been to dove hunts and I I I enjoy what I enjoy about the dove hunts. First of all, I love the kids dove hunt to see all the excitement and and they just get a big kick out of that. Love seeing the youth out there. My dove hunts, I love the food, I love the camaraderie, and then I just want to go take a nap. I do not want to go out in the heat of September and try and shoot little birds that are moving about 200 miles an hour and have turbo boosters on them. I have no des- I enjoy getting invited to the dove hunt based on the, the camaraderie and the socialization. Uh, I like dove breasts, don't get me wrong. Bacon wrap, dub breasts, and we're on to food uh, are wonderful. But I really have no desire to hunt. It's not my, not my thing. Really? So you're not going hunting on the first? Probably. To be honest, probably not. A, I haven't been invited. B. Yes, you have. Where? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, I've been invited. Forgot about that. Sorry. 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 I've been invited. I don't know if I will or not. I. I it's just not my thing. Okay. And it's and it's. And it's hotter than all blazes. Okay. I don't know. I might. I may go and just socialize and not even hunt. But I don't know. All right. I'm going to go pay a bill, and I'm going hunting. Okay. So We'll be right back. You can figure out what you're going to do then. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Compass Auctions and Real Estate is your one-stop source for new and used equipment. What kind of equipment, you ask? Well, they have cars, guns, construction equipment, guns, sporting equipment, guns, restaurant equipment, guns, coins, guns, four-wheelers, guns, side-by-sides, guns. Are you hearing a theme? 
Compass Auctions Real Estate are your source for all the slightly used equipment that you need around your hunting lease. It's real simple. Go to soldoncompass.com and sign up for the email updates about upcoming auctions, soldoncompass.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning and coming straight to the phones. Mr. David. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Robert. How are we today? Doing well, sir, and you? Not too bad. On my way down to Auburn, Alabama. Uh, congratulations, you bird hunting rascals, you. <laughs> or waterfowl, excuse me. Waterfowl. They're birds. They're birds. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to get a congratulations from you guys uh, on a elk permit, but somehow, I don't know, they, they must have lost my entry again or something. It seemed like every year, man, just all through the cracks somewhere. How about yours? Well, uh, we were actually talking about this yesterday at lunch on the way home. What would they do if one of the commissioners did get drawn? I bet they'd die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would It would probably cause a little stir, but hey, if, you know, you put your name in the pot like everybody else. It's not well, like you're the one reaching in with getting the numbers or anything, you know, well, so. Somebody, asked, so it, somebody right? asked me last year what, what I would do if, you know, how mad would people be if, if I got drawn for the elk permit? I said they'd just have to be pissed while I'm driving to the field because I'm going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of make up for that whole crane debacle last year, too. I mean, well, we took him out for cranes. We'll give him an elk. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. we got to pay him back a little bit here. Oh, goodness. Yeah, uh, listen, guys, the uh, shooting complex would be absolutely awesome. You know, I, of course, you know, my. Uh, I like Prentice Cooper, I like the shooting range, but it's just not available all the time. And, you know, it would be nice if it was available more days. But, you know, I'm I'm with you guys. I, I really hated to see Dead Zero go north. It, I thought we really had something up on Maple Mountain there for a, a bit. But I don't know. I guess people are smarter than we are, I suppose. I don't know what the deal is. Well, I don't like the fishing thing. And, and, and I have to admit, I'll be the first to admit, the – the facility that Dead Zero has, and, and, and full disclosure, they're an advertiser on my show now, but the facility right. they have in Van Buren County is phenomenal. I mean, it's 300 acres of beauty uh, and probably much nicer than it would have been here. Uh, so it, it's it's a win-win, but I would I would have loved to have one, had them here. There's no doubt. Yeah, it's uh, we're looking forward. We're gonna to try to get up there one day and 
browse around and do a little shooting. It, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I've looked at it online and everything. It looks really like an awesome, awesome place. I mean, let, let's go it's, up it's there. It's really not that far. No, go no. It's only thirty minutes. Uh, it's only thirty minutes from my house. It's not even further than anywhere yeah. else. But let's go up there and shoot thousand yards. I think that'd be cool. Oh yeah, and let's see. Your house is about thirty minutes from mine, so that could be the breakfast stop. Over. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. We had to steer toward food, fellas. I mean, yeah. what's up? Well, Rob's already been eating bacon wrapped dove. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we're looking around at a dove shoot, trying to find something to brother and a couple of brothers and I and see what can we can find. I love my dove day. I know Robert, you, you say it's hot and all that, but it is. I, I, it's one of the reasons I don't archery hunt is very often it's just the doggone heat but there's just something about opening day of dove season i don't care if it's 200 degrees i'll i'll sit there because i just absolutely just i just go crazy sitting there i love it well i think part of the 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 tradition that goes along with it i mean it's the oh yeah you know everybody dove hunts on opening day and then i've noticed not a lot of people continue to dove hunt much after i mean maybe a couple of days after but then like you said, archery season gets in gear, duck season, et cetera, and so on. And you know, but it's the it's the first one, and everybody gets excited. Yeah, Rob, you talk about you may you're invited. You may go and not hunt. You could uh, if there's a lot of birds, they can always use a retriever. They keep exactly. You busy for a while. And my yeah. nose is cold and wet, so you know that'll work out well. And that's I was thinking the same thing, David. Jitty <laughs> Batote sack. <laughs> Are we going snipe hunting again? Because that didn't work out well last time. <laughs> so, are you going to uh, run to the auction Monday? Maybe yeah. with a firearm or I, two, Tony? I, I am. Uh, I am probably. I'm shifting gears. I didn't realize this was a modern firearm, and uh, so I am quickly shifting gears. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm thinking about running by there Monday myself. I've got a. I've got a few. I've got my eye on something new, so I'm thinking about. Get rid of a couple that I haven't used in years and, you know, sure. just move along with something a little more modern and more fun. Well, I think I'm going to give them a try. Yeah. No, I, I I think you could. You should, and I think they do a good job. I, I've been happy so far. So. All right. Well, good. Well, listen, you guys have a great day. I'm going to ease south here for a little while and then head myself toward the house directly. All right. Sounds good, David. Be careful, man. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. I'm glad he's got his phone back. Mm-hmm. I am too. It's whatever, great to hear from whatever him. reason he wasn't calling us for so many years. It was about a year in there, but uh, he's he. I was I was he's back on Facebook too, and I've been following him on uh, Facebook. He's real excited about the warrior hunt that'll be coming up in October. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, while we were on the call there, I. We were talking about economic impact, and I just pulled up some statistics that I think would be interesting. This is from the Outdoor Industry Association, and according to them, the outdoor recreation economy in Tennessee, uh, direct jobs, $188,000, $2.1 billion in consumer spending, six point five. No, 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 no. 21.6. I'm sorry. What did I say? 2.1. I'm sorry. $21.6 billion, sorry about that. Twenty one education's paying off, isn't it? Well, also, the, my eyes are a little off. I've got to go to the doctor. No kidding. Yeah. Go see Chuck. I'm, I'm working on it. Not hard enough. I'm, the screen's too small. 
$6.5 billion in wages and salaries. And it's four feet from you, but it's still about three feet too close. Yep. Yeah. And uh, $1.4 billion in state and local tax revenue. $1.4 billion. And that's just Tennessee. Yep. That is, to me, that's absolutely amazing how much money comes into the state for outdoor recreation. Absolutely. Go, look, go to Florida. Let's just look at Florida. Florida? Florida. Florida. The F becomes 14. Yeah, um, yeah, I got it. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> the one is looking in the D's. Uh, four hundred fifty-eight thousand direct jobs. No, four eighty-five. Four hundred. Here's my glasses, man. Put Jeez. them on. Good lord. Oh, look at there. <laughs> four hundred eighty-five thousand direct jobs. Uh, fifty-eight point six billion in consumer spending. Seventeen point nine billion in wages and direct salaries, and three point five billion in state and local tax revenue. That is a lot. All right, of one more. All right, because this is kind of a cool site. California, California, WCs. Yeah, California. Here I come. Six hundred ninety-one thousand direct jobs, ninety-two billion in consumer spending, thirty point four billion in wages and salaries, and six point two billion in state and local tax revenue. And they're anti-gun as they can be. Mm-hmm. Dang. If you if anybody wants to look this up, this is uh, Outdoor Industry Association. Outdoor Industry Association. Let's do one more. Go to New York. New York? Yeah, I'm going to hit all the anti-gun people. New York. In. Yeah. Uh, 313,000 direct jobs, $41.8 billion in consumer spending, $14 billion in wages and salaries, and $3.6 billion in state revenue and local tax revenue. Oh, no, the outdoors don't mean anything to our, 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 our state. I mean, not a bit. No, we're going to do all this stuff that's going to make people not want to come here. Yep. But if you want to check out uh, any other states, you can go to Outdoor Industry Association, Outdoor Industry. Do they list them? Can you get a list of just top to bottom? I uh, don't know. I haven't, okay. I haven't searched. That's fine. Yeah. All right. I guess I could somewhere, but. Cool. Anyway, Outdoor Industry Association. I like that. That's not counting all the money we make here. Oh, yeah, all the the big radio dollars radio about dollars. talking about the outdoors. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we're going <laughs> to go pay some bills so we can keep talking about the outdoors. Make that big money. Make that big money. Tony Sanders Outdoors, we'll be right back. Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest-lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, 
Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up on this first hour. And, of course, I just did the commercial on Dead Zero, right? And I look down at my iPad, and there's shooting bays and rifle ranges are closed the 15th through the 17th, which have been Thursday through tomorrow. No, today. Uh, that is for the state championship for the IDPA. Uh, and then, But everything else is normal. Uh Sporting clays, course, five stands, 3D archery, all available. And then everything will be open tomorrow on Sunday as normal. I forgot about archery. They do that, too. They do. They have 3D course archery down through there. Yep. It's cool. I've never done that. Yep. Give them a call. 800-7758. You'll appreciate them. All right. What were you going to do? There's some you going to wrap up. All oh, the elk stuff. Yeah. All right. A total of... 8,201 persons registered for the opportunity to participate in this year's hunt, and I was not drawn. No, you were not. I was very disappointed with that. I would have called you live from the commission meeting if you had been drawn. Well, you sh- I hope you got a dump button on your phone because I would have said some wonderful things. Um, selected to participate in the archery-only hunt uh, September 28th through October 4th are Jacob Swafford out of Knoxville, Hunter Luna out of Charlotte, Jonathan Sullivan out of Hillam, uh, Lennon Haggard from Lexington, Matthew Smith from Whitwell, Charles Lambert from Nolensville, and Daniel Webb from Bells, the gun loader. Gun loader. There we go, and I'm onto it again this year already. The muzzle loader and gun or archery equipment will be held October 12th through 18th. Uh, John Barron out of Lewisburg. Joseph Bumpus out of Dixon, Tyson Weller out of Henning, Kevin Peebley out of Rocky Top, uh, Jeffrey Miller from La Follette, and John Bradley Combs from Harrison. The seventh permit was presented by a non-governmental organization, the Tennessee Wildlifers Resources Foundation. Dennis Federline of Frankfort, Indiana, is the grand prize winner. So congratulations, Dennis. Second prize winner wasn't too bad. No, second prize The other raffle winners were uh, Connor Campbell out of Centerville, Dwayne Raines out of Knoxville, Gregory James out of Plentisview, and Philip Jacobs out of Dixon. Now the youth, here we go, the youth permit tag winner, Jacob R. Clark out of Dayton. So congratulations, young man. We had three winners here locally, which is uh, pretty impressive, I think. I do. I'm just sad I wasn't one of them. Uh, 
Jacob, and then uh, the guy from Whitwell, Matthew Smith, a uh, guy from Harrison, John Combs. Pretty cool stuff. Indeed. No Robert Pratula. Well, I'll say congratulations to them. Yeah, but it's not as easy as if you were beating the one kid. Congratulations. True. But then that gets you to ask if you got drawn, too. You think one day one of us will get drawn for that? I don't know. I would hope so, but sincerely, no. probably not. Lottery would be better chances, right? I agree. If we get drawn in the lottery, the the real big one, yeah, then we can just go wherever we want to hunt. True. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Late in the evening, I'm getting red dirt rich and Flint River paid hunting, fishing, and loving every day. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Hoping you're enjoying yourself, and we're coming straight to the phones. Hey, John, how are you doing? Hey, Tony, Rob, how are y'all this morning? Doing well, sir. How are you? Good, Rob. My condolences on not getting your permit. Please know that you have a lot of friends and family that they're that are there to talk to you if you know if you start feeling down on yourself okay i appreciate it i appreciate you reaching out to me man uh tony uh last week i think it was last week you were posting some pictures from was it the queen drawn in dayton yes okay first of all did you and rob get drawn yes yes all right what that's good secondly when the is it the twra that is it the TWRA that puts that on? It is. What do the fees, because I'm assuming you have to pay a fee to be in the drawing? Actually, no. Oh, uh, okay. You've got to have certain licenses to be in the drawing, but that is your fee. Oh, okay. So the, the money from those licenses, the TWRA, the TWRA uses for, the, for its yearly out functions? That's correct. Or yearly duties. That's correct. Okay. Um, just could you talk a little bit more about you know that if somebody was going to do that crane drawing, what licenses and the steps that you have to go through to be able to be a part of it? I can try to talk intelligently. Um, I'm I'm stalling, John, as as Rob tries to pull it up. You got to have. There's a couple of them. <laughs> there's a couple of them you got to have. Uh, okay. you, you got to have a hunting fishing combo at least, uh, which is I think thirty six dollars. I got a lifetime license, so I'm not really sure exactly what the costs are now. Okay, it's been several years since they've gone up. Uh, you also got to have a waterfowl permit uh, in for Tennessee, uh, which is another license that you got to have. 
Now, one of the things that we do is we sell what's called a sportsman's license, which covers all licenses, so that's all you got to have if you got that, which is what Rob buys every year. Yes. Uh, but that there's only a couple of licenses you got to have. Uh, and then if you are drawn, you have to have a federal waterfowl stamp, uh, which is an annual stamp that anybody that hunts waterfowl uh, has to have. Uh, it's not anything to do with the state. You can buy them through the state, but it is a federal stamp. I usually get mine at the post office. Uh, you and Yeah, you can buy it at the post office or whatever. Uh, and, okay. And that's pretty much it. And complete the test. And you, got, you do have to take a test, an identification test, so you don't accidentally shoot the wrong uh, bird. Okay. So, well, I saw... Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. And now, I just... I saw the pictures last week, and, um, you know, I know there's, I think there's been years you've gotten drawn and years you haven't, and I was just curious about the process that went into it, because both of you always seem excited when it comes to that Saturday drawing, and um, for the, for the, the crane, you and know, I was just curious about it. it it's funny, and, and I just came back from a commission meeting, and, and they were talking about all the different drawings, uh, including, but the, the duck drawing, duck blind drawing is even bigger than that. They, that happened in like six or seven different locations in the state with 500 to 1,000 people at each drawing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's huge. And that's always the first Saturday of August that the duck blind drawing happens. The second Saturday is the crane draw. The third Saturday is the bear and boar draw. Uh, so the first, the, the, the month of August, the, the wildlife officers and uh, the wildlife side of the house are just extremely busy trying to get uh, the draws handled because those are all uh, currently drawn by hand. Okay. Um, and then we do computer draws for other things as well. But it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a big deal. I mean, there was um, 485 people in the drawing last week up for the Sand Hill Cranes. Uh, you know, that's a lot of people that are excited about this bird, and we've only been hunting them for six years, I think, five or six years. I think we started in 13. Uh, now, if you could get now if you could get about a quarter of them to show up to that meeting like you did at Cleveland, like you did at Cleveland State. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really nice. Um, and, and, and part of it is, you know, a lot of people doesn't think that it does any good to express your opinion. I, I, I really do think that's not true. Um, but a lot of people are also just kind of happy with the way things are going too. So, I mean, we got one of the longest deer seasons there are in the country. Uh, I mean, our deer season opens up on the fourth Saturday of September and runs to about the second Saturday of January. That's a long season. Plus the velvet hunt. Uh, plus the velvet hunt, which I wasn't even thinking about. So, you know, it's just, yeah. there's a lot of opportunity to be outdoors and to hunt. Yeah, and that's one of, that's not just our, not just our state, but our surrounding states, you know, have uh, great outdoors um, opportunities for, you know, hunting and fishing and, I mean, you know, even hiking and just being outdoors in the here in the surrounding states, there's you know numerous numerous places to do everything like that. Oh, which, absolutely. 
you know, thanks to the TWRA and even the, uh, like, sister agencies in other states who take great care of our of our outdoors and our wildlife for us. Even if you're not into hunting and fishing, but you want to be outside and be able to see, you know, the, the birds, the fish, you know, bears, you know, it's, it's you know, they do great jobs of helping us. Oh, absolutely, they do, and uh, hats off for all the officers out there that really do the do the work, and and yep. not not just officers, but the 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 scientists that's involved. I mean, you got to we just it's all these numbers are really kind of fresh because it's uh, I just passed the budget yesterday at our commission meeting and uh, ninety two million dollar budget, um, and it just it's amazing the work of the agency, uh, and and when you think about it. 700 plus people about 230 of those are uh, officers so all of the rest are the people the scientists behind the 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 seasons and all that stuff i mean there's just a lot of people and it's it's and you know you're talking about the other things uh we had uh the a report from pandy uh upchurch who is our non-game person she's the one kind of in charge of all the the bats and the things that we don't hunt and the birds and uh you know all those endangered species and all that stuff you know it's pretty amazing when you think about the complexity of of the wildlife and diversity here in in the state it's 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 amazing stuff yep well you guys have a great day and i appreciate you taking the time answer that question Absolutely. for me. Go enjoy your, your swim down the river. I will. All right. Thanks. See, see you, man. Bye. You know, you got a, brought up a good point that the, the majority of TWA is made up of the research and the other staff and the support staff that does a lot for that. The calendar that uh, I get for getting a uh, sportsman's license mm-hmm. every year, the very first picture this year was of a eastern bluebird uh perched atop a sunflower and it it stops and makes you think that you know maybe they're doing out there doing work uh for the white nose disease on the bats so oh they are oh and they are uh maybe they're you know doing stream restorations for brook trout which also benefit the snail darters which are endangered and all this other non-game stuff and they are and and they are exactly and i don't think a lot of people realize that's also part of the mission statement of the agency. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it is part of the mission statement. And probably one of the things that I've been working on is because it's it's sort of unfunded. I mean, when I was, in the I was having a conversation with a gentleman the other day. When I was a kid, I remember seeing hawks, but they were rare. And I know, I, I maybe it was me, maybe I wasn't paying as close attention as a kid, but I doubt it, but... I don't remember seeing as many deer back then, and I sure as heck didn't see any no, wild. There, there weren't. There right. weren't the deer. Yeah. And I sure as heck didn't see any wild turkeys back right. then. Right. And now, you know, I see them all the time. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's, you know, through restorations and efforts, and hopefully, you know, we can get a lot of these other species, like our quail. Like our uh, quail, uh, are, hopefully sure. we'll be able to come back with the help of non-governmental agencies. Hey, uh, and don't forget all these this stuffs we're talking about, the... Velvet Buck, uh, three-day season's coming up on the 23rd of August, 
23rd through the 25th. Uh, this is the second year that we've been doing this. It's a chance to take a buck in velvet, archery only, private land only, uh, except for this year the CWD unit is open for this hunt. Bag limit is one buck per day and two buck limit, which is your statewide limit. So if you take them both out in the velvet hunt, you're you're done for bucks for the year. Um, so get out there and, and figure out what you're going to do. Pretty exciting. Um, it is. So. Oh, and speaking, I don't, well, we don't got time. What? Well, I was going to say, speaking of wildlife uh, offices and officials, uh, I guess when we come back, we can talk about a uh, officer of the year. Okay, we'll do that. Cool. All right, let's go pay our bills, and when we come back, we'll talk about Hamilton County Wildlife Officer being named Officer of the Year for District 32, which is pretty much my area. Hmm. There's one county that's not mine. No, two counties that are not mine. I have 10 counties. They have District 32 as 12. Interesting. Roan is one of them, and that one's not mine, uh, and neither is Grundy. Okay. We'll be right back. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. There is a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your western state hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, your premier shooting destination. 423-800-7758 or deadzeroshooting.com. Compass Auctions and Real Estate is your one-stop source for new and used equipment. What kind of equipment, you ask? Well, they have cars, guns, construction equipment, guns, sporting equipment, guns, restaurant equipment, guns, coins, guns, four-wheelers, guns, side-by-sides, guns. Are you hearing a theme? Compass Auction Real Estate are your source for all the slightly used equipment that you need around your hunting lease. It's real simple. Go to soldoncompass.com and sign up for the email updates about upcoming auctions, soldoncompass.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this wonderful Saturday morning. Hope you're having a good day already. If you're up and awake, that means you made it through the night. That makes it a good day. Talk about our friend, Officer Holt. 
Uh, Officer David Holt was named the TWRA Law Enforcement District 32 Wildlife Officer of the Year. This prestigious title is awarded to officers who excel in teamwork, public outreach, innovation, attitude, leadership, and achievements. Holt, a Knox County native, started with the agency in 2017. Holt is an asset to the agency and to Hamilton County, its sportsmen and sportswomen, said Chris Holmes. Officer Holt's ambition and energetic work ethic make him a valuable member of District 32. He's known for his strong work ethic, professional demeanor, and fantastic communication skills. So congratulations, Officer Holt, for being named Officer of the Year for District 32. Congratulations, sir. All right. Awesome. He's a Knox County native, but he is now here. So Great guy. I, uh, he is. Uh, I've taught a couple of hunter safety classes with him and uh, really, really super nice guy. And I would agree with the assessment. Very good communicator. I like. I enjoy mm-hmm. speaking with him. He's mm-hmm. a very nice young man. Looks right. like he's about twelve, but nice guy. <laughs> he does look young. I was wondering if they got him a booster seat to see over the top of the TWA truck. But oh man, you're, you're he's big. tall. I mean, he's big, and yes, he's well armed. But he <laughs> looks like he's about twelve. I'm I'm not joking. He either I'm getting like I I know he's get older. I, yeah. I know you get older, but I mean, he looks young. Anyway. Uh, He's 42. Is he? No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> He's 42. Really? No. Okay. Uh, th- however, uh, got a call. I'm pro-TWA, but I got to call them on something. There were errors printed in the hunting guide. Uh, the TWA has announced that some errors have been found in the printed version of the 2019-2020 trapping guide. The errors are as followed. Uh, page 40, it corrects the end date for bear and archery season. No dogs is October 25th. That was incorrect in the printed version. Uh, page 15, uh, traps allowed should read cushion hold traps, laminated jaw traps, offset wide jaw traps, etc., and so on. That was incorrect, so you need to mark page 15. Page 49, the correct date and time for the handheld draws for Shelby Forest are November 9th at 10 a.m. Page 53, uh, Eagle Lake Refuge, the observation tower, is only open during scheduled hunt dates for Meeman Shelby Forest. Page 59 uh, corrects the date for archery hunting at White Oak WMA is December 2nd. And there's a whole bunch. There's still more. I'm looking for hunting stuff specifically. Well, it's all hunting stuff, but uh, the corrected uh, page 77 corrections have been made to the North Cherokee WMA possum and raccoon dates. Possum and raccoon dates are October 4th to the last day in February. Seasons close October 4th through 7th, 24. 11th through 25th, October 27th through November 1st, and December 1st through 21 in all bear reserves. Uh, the errors have been corrected. They have been corrected in the online version. So my suggestion is download the TWRA app, use that guide, or go through and mark, make the following corrections to your printed copy. So my suggestion, download the TWRA app. It's right on there. There you go. It does happen, and we did make a mistake or two. Uh, we, we talked about the listening tour, though. Yes. Okay. All right. Right here, I, I find this next story kind of interesting. Ah. 
Grizzly bears have returned to the endangered species list, sparking lots of legal battles. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced at the end of the month they will comply with a court-ordered relisting of grizzly bears to the endangered species list. In 2017, the Fish and Wildlife Service delisted Yellowstone grizzlies and widely handed over the managing responsibilities to the states where the animals thrive, such as Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho, where an exclusively thought-out grizzly hunt season was canceled at the last minute after a handful of anti-hunting organizations argued the act of removing grizzlies from the endangered species list was premature. The court-ordered relisting of the grizzlies was not based on science or facts, but rather on the result of excessive litigation pursued by radical environmentalists intent on destroying our Western way of life, said Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Let's see here. The debate remains a hot-button issue between hunters and animal rights activists. One side is ad- absolutely adamant that the grizzly pair Grizzly bear populations have not rebounded adequately, but yet seems that the human bear encounters continue to rise. I think both sides have good points, but I'm going to err on the side of I've heard a lot more bear attacks. Grizzly bear? Mm-hmm. But I've also heard a lot of grizzly bear attacks where the people were stupid in the park thinking, oh, let's go pet the fuzzy little teddy bear. So if they're adding those attacks... As opposed to, because we did one where a guy did a, took apart an elk and that was the hunting guy. Yeah, the hunting guy that that one, and there was another one earlier than in the year before that. There was another one that was not a park, in, what I'm calling a park encounter. So I don't know. It's it's up for debate, but the courts have ruled. So we shall see. I've got a, I've got a grizzly bear hair attack in right here into the in. Uh, in the show prep. We got time for this one? Yeah. A uh, mountain biker stabs a grizzly bear in the neck with a pocket knife during a vicious attack. A Canadian man who was mountain biking through a remote area of British Columbia was viciously attacked by a grizzly bear and only lived to tell the story thanks to a small pocket knife with a two-inch blade. According to BBC, Colin Dowler was scouting potential hiking routes on a mountain which sits roughly 200 miles north of Vancouver and was reportedly named after his grandfather when he ran into the bear on July 29th. Dowler watched the bear for a brief amount of time, hoping it would wander off into the woods and avoid human contact. It then turned towards him. With the bear closing in on him, Dowler reacted quickly by getting behind his bike and grabbing one of his hiking poles to defend himself. Well, that didn't really work out well. With the bear only a few feet away from him, it made a couple of quick maneuvers and somehow ended up behind Dowler. So he gave the bear a firm jab with a hiking pole, which led to a brief tug of war. The persistent bear kept coming with uh, heavy swats that were only getting heavier and stronger as the attack progressed. And he threw his bike at the grizzly, which was a bad idea. <laughs> he says he... Uh, the animal, uh, the bear was taking bites out of Dowler's leg, uh, gnawing on his thighs and scraping bone. He tried gouging the bear's eyes, even tried playing dead, but nothing was stopping this bear. With the enormous animal on top of him, he says he was able, with both hands, to pull underneath the bear and grab a small pocket knife. He started stabbing the bear in the neck. 
and it immediately let go. It was bleeding quite badly, and he wasn't sure if he was going to die first or the bear. So he pulled out his little pocket knife. Uh, he got... Uh, he went to he got to the hospital, got out of there, and was recovering in the Van- Vancouver General Hospital. In regards to the bear responsible, the provincial conservation officers confirmed four officers went into the area, located the bear, and euthanized it. So this guy withstood a bear attack, a grizzly bear attack, with a pocket knife. With a pocket knife. That's a man right there. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know that I would have thrown the bike. I would have tried to keep the bike between me and the bear. But, I mean, you know, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wasn't in the situation. But, you know, if, if you got hiking poles and he just swats those away and the only thing between me and the bear is a bike, as soon as he wants to go over that bike, he's pretty much going over that bike. But Pretty much. Anyway, so I don't know if, if grizzlies should be delisted and we should be hunting them and make – I don't know. So Now, see, I don't, I don't call this guy an idiot out sword. I, this was in wild outdoors. He – did nothing wrong to provoke this attack, not like these people who are visiting parks. And we haven't had one this week, so apparently people, thank you people for listening to me <laughs> and not going up and trying to tickle buffalo and kiss elk and, you know, pet the moose. Appreciate y'all not doing something stupid this week, so well done. <laughs> That's it, they're listening to us. Yes, they're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors because we are the providers of outdoor information, education, entertainment, and safety. We'll be right back and see see what else we can do for the last part of the show. Want to be a part of Tony Sanders Outdoors? Call us, 267-1023-267-1023. Campfires are burning, we're gathered round. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Baby's Fertilizer. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. And I got something news for you, Robert. What's that? I'm trying to I got drawn for the elk. What's that? They redrew? No. Oh, sorry. No, you did not get drawn for the elk. Ooh. What it makes you think that you would get drawn? Well, you said you had news. I do. But. 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 It was not that. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what the zip code is in Murfreesboro? 37130. 
37130. Why do I know that? Because you live there. Mom does, yeah. You lived there for years. After you became out of Yankee land, <laughs> you lived there. Do you know what's in Murfreesboro now? Hmm. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark. Mm. A new store? Could it be? It is. It is. Sportsman's Warehouse has opened it up in Murfreesboro. I can finally get gift cards for Christmas. Thank goodness this is going to be so great. I'm so glad they're opening a store in Murfreesboro because I always ask for gift cards and nobody ever gets me Sportsman's Warehouse gift cards. They always get me somebody else because there was no Sportsman's Warehouse. But now Deborah's family in Murfreesboro. What's that? What's that? What's that fancy strip mall area right there at the last exit? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? I do know where you're where talking all about. The, all the stores are? The Avenue. The Avenue. That's where they're at. Really? Yeah. They are, uh, I don't know exactly, but it's just right there off the interstate uh, at that last exit where all the, the shopping is. Right. Um, but they're right there. Very nice. I can now get gift cards for Christmas. This and, is going to be awesome. And what I'm, try, I'm struggling. And, and if, if Carl or anybody's listening... I want to say they opened yesterday or Thursday, but I, it may be this week. But they're they're just now opening up. Um, I have a fall hunting sale flyer for that location, but that doesn't mean that they're. But I, I don't know, but I think they opened up. That's a good thing. I can do some Christmas. Shopping. Well, I thought you would like that. I do. Um, I, that's just way cool to me. I think so as well. So there you go. It's going to be a good Christmas. Sportsman's Warehouse is in Murfreesboro. It's going to be a Sportsman's Warehouse Christmas. That is pretty cool. I'm excited for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Bill Colbert has come back to run that store. Really? Yep. Oh, I need to drive up and see Bill. I know. And, and the thing of it is, I go past Murfreesboro, you know, once or twice a month. Especially, yeah, especially going to uh, commission meetings up at Ellington Agricultural. So I can give out Sportsman's Warehouse gift cards to my friends in that area and kind of direct them to the new store. Awesome. I'm excited. I am too. It's good to see them open up the store there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stop, I'm gonna stop in my next trip to... Um, uh, Nashville, which is next uh, month. Good for you. Good for you. So there we go. Oh, uh, our good friend um, uh, Captain DeWright sent me a picture the other day. He showed me he got a new net. Okay. Uh, you know he's starting his guide business, all that, and he showed me a picture of a new net he got, and it is huge. I mean, one of those huge monster nets that's probably about oh four feet across, four four and a half feet across. And the caption was, know what this is for? And I said, yes, I do. It's for musky. So he's gonna he's looking into... He's netting musky? Well, if he catches them, yeah, you got to net them. Oh. Makes it a lot easier to get the hook out. You mean you don't lip them? No, you do not. But speaking of musky, you don't expect to be bitten while you're in freshwater. Shark, you know, shark attacks happen in saltwater normally. A lot. Most lately. Yeah. 
you're out there, you know, think of the opening of Jaws. You're out there. The sun's barely coming up or going down, kind of dark, and something grabs onto your leg. You don't think about that in Wisconsin. No. Well. I don't. You need to now. All right. When you jump into a lake, you don't have to worry about critters from the deep bothering you. Mostly, yep. supposedly. Uh-huh. But a young man jumped into the water, felt something bite him, and left him with teeth marks all over his feet. Uh, the camp Camponis? Okay. I'm going to say the Camponis were spending their weekend at Fox Lake in Dodge County, Wisconsin, when a things turned into a frantic in a big hurry. A.J. Capone was waiting to try out his new water skis, treading water in roughly 10 feet deep area. He slipped on his skis, and that's when he said he felt pressure and something sharp around his foot. I ripped it out, and I knew I was bleeding, so I screamed. He screamed, I've been bitten, and there was a lot of pain, A.J. recalled. After seeing the bite marks and the blood coming from his foot, A.J.'s mom, Wendy, said they took him directly to the hospital. He received 16 stitches to the heel and the wounds around his ankle and to the bottom of his foot. Wow. So what species could it have been? Was it a freshwater shark in Wisconsin? It was a great white. No. No. Okay. It was a bull shark. No, it wasn't a bull shark either. What's what's the ones that live in brackish water? Uh, the bulls? Bull sharks, yeah. Okay. Bull sharks live in, they can go fresh or salt. They're anadromous. Yeah. Uh, They're what? Anadromous. Ah, see, this is the education part of the show. Yeah, bull trout, tarpon, redfish, speckled trout, they can go fresh salt. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, it was more than likely a northern pike or a muskie that was responsible for this attack. Uh, they were in complete shock for at least days, and they couldn't believe it, his mom said. Wisconsin DNR says that the chance of being bit by either a muskie or a northern pike are rare, but that muskies and northern pikes are notorious for being aggressive and it is not out of the realm of possibilities. We've reported on this before, kids hanging their feet over the dock and getting bit by a muskie. Their feeding pattern is an ambush style, and they are very effective predators, said the DNR. Despite the scary incident, A.J. has no fear of the lake whatsoever. He says it's probably not going to happen again, so he's just going to go and have fun. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. That is pretty wild, though. You don't think of a freshwater barracuda just coming up and ripping your foot off normally. No, you don't. I just got a text. They are open. Murfreesboro is open. Murfreesboro is open. Okay, good. Thank you so much. We put out the bat signal, and we have been answered. Batman responded. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, do the next one now. I gave you a hard time about this one. but This one? Yeah. All right, we've got some dirty hippie news. And normally, dirty hippies, I don't know that this one would be dirty, but I'm just going to say it's at least hippie news. Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, along with everybody else, will apparently be skipping a major royal tradition this year. Vanity Vanity Fair reported on Thursday that an infestation of heather beetles has been sweeping the moors around Balmoral Castle, Queen Elizabeth II's favorite vacation getaway. The outlet shared that while the insects have long been a nuisance in that part of Scotland, they are threatening the local grouse population. The game bird, the grouse, described as a squat round cousin of the chicken, has been impacted by the beetles, which have descended on the grounds near the Scottish estate. Okay, so how's this making, how's, how's this dirty hippie news with Megan? I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Okay. Grouse numbers have 
plummeted and they're not going to hunt them. Well, basically, she's very glad about this because she convinced Prince Harry not to participate in the family's Boxing Day pheasant shoot, which they have done for over 20 years, because of Markle's love for animals, according to the Daily Mail. Um. Markle has apparently always been passionate about wildlife and does not support hunting. In May 2018, PETA, the People for Eating of Tasty Animals, that's the wrong one. People Encouraging Terroristic Activities, yeah, that's it. Praised Markle, 38, for her vegan-friendly lifestyle, including her opposition to fur and leather. So basically, this woman's coming in and telling oh, now, hold hunters. On now. Hold on now. Hold on now. If, if, you, if you Google Meghan Markle, she's always wearing leather shoes. What are they talking about? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I mean, she's just Wallace Simpson reincarnated, if you ask me. So, Who? Wallace Simpson, the Prince Edward married the American divorcee, and it was a big scandal, and then he abdicated his throne. What was her name? Wallace Simpson. I'm pr- I'm 99% sure it's Wallace Simpson. Okay. You know more about English stuff than I. So anyway, you're, just, you're down on Megan. I'm down on her being a tree-hugging, otter-scrubbing hippie that, that doesn't like hunting and is glad and encouraging her husband not to. All right. There you go. That's Dirty Hippie News for today on Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Do you have an opinion? Everybody else seems to. Give us a call at 267 1023. 267 1023. Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest-lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people, and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up this Saturday, Saturday morning. A couple things coming up. Coming up uh, September 5th. Correct. The Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays event is coming up at Benton Sporting Clays. Two flights, 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. Get your team together and participate in a very fun event where all the money helps out the Medal of Honor Heritage Center. And then on the 28th, Quail Forever Banquet is going to be at Highland Sportsman's Club. That's going to be at 5 o'clock. If you want to hear Quail in your area again, you can start the process of helping us reintroduce the correct habitat, and the animals that you grew up here in when you were a little kid. It's all about habitat. 
got to have a place to live. We were talking about that this morning, driving in. Mm-hmm. One of the got to be happy. One of the the main things in life is shelter, mm-hmm. food and shelter. And if you if you do your land right, you'll have food and shelter for a lot of great animals, such as quail. And it doesn't just not just the quail. I mean, that was a, we were yeah. One of the conversations I was having and uh, at the commission meeting was, you know, it's not just if we do something to provide habitat for a bluebird. Okay. It affects other critters as well. It sure does. Because that habitat will work for other critters. It's like I was always been a supporter of Ducks Unlimited because they want a, a lot of waterfowl areas. Mm-hmm. And that system cleans the water, which runs into the trout streams, which I enjoy so much. So if we have more buffer areas like that, more ducks means better water quality. Better water quality means better fishing. So it just kind of trickles down. And you help one thing, you help them all. So I, I agree. Absolutely. All right, man, it's been a fun show. It has. It's been quick show. Yes, it has. It seemed really, really, really fast. Did he take away like 20 minutes of our show and we just don't know? Yeah, he's nodding his head, yeah. Okay. Or could have been one of my long... Soapbox rants. So it's those. 40, 40 after the hour. <laughs> Everybody's going, what, what, what? No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. It's You're, not 40 after the hour. It's normal. <laughs> it's normal. One minute to the top of the hour. Now, it's been fun. It has. And uh, get out. Uh, Duff season opening up on September 1. Sunday this year. It's going to be fun. Got a field. Ready to go. Lots of good food. Got my Sweet 16 and, and, and boxes of shells. You do? I do. I'm ready. I'm going to be shooting. I need to go to Sportsman's. Absolutely. Or the one in Murphy's Road, too. All right. Thank you so much for being part of our show. Tony Sanders Outdoors. See you next week. Early in the morning. Late in the evening. I'm getting ready. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.